Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Friday, the 27th of May. Thank you for joining me today. It's always just an honor and a a privilege for me to be piped into many of your kitchens and your living rooms. And I appreciate the opportunity today. We're going to talk about some of the headlines, notably a school shooting that took the lives of so many children in Texas. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so as uh, at the time of this recording, so this would be Thursday, so I'm in the studio today recording for tomorrow, but uh, I wanted to touch on a couple of things that I've been talking about uh, via social media and certainly out on the campaign trail because we have been, uh, as a nation, just living through this terrible shooting now in Texas. This has unfortunately become commonplace in the United States and of course, as soon as it happens, you see, you know, gun uh, people who want to uh, in, in make it very, very hard for Americans to own weapons. People start talking about gun legislation and more gun control. And then, of course, the people that believe that the Constitution should be honored and that the right of an American citizen to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. These two forces really come at each other. But I want to just, I'm going to come at this from a and I'll get into it today because obviously, I mean, you guys know me, I have a very strong opinion on the Second Amendment, and I'm going to make a, a strong defense for keeping it uh, today. And in fact, I actually think we should see more guns, not less, in our schools. I think we need to see teachers who want to be armed should be able to be armed. I think we need, uh, there are retired veterans all over this country that would love to uh, come into schools and protect students there, you know, that they would be armed guards at the door. So we'll get to that in a minute. But what I want to start with today is what I said on my Facebook page, uh, the day of the shooting, which is a tragedy. And politicians divide us, uh, leaders unite us, and we we need to be united right now because what happened in Texas, uh, legitimately, you guys, this could happen in Washington state. It could happen in Illinois. It can happen anywhere. And I believe, and I'm going to continue to make this case, that what we're struggling with right now as a nation is spiritual at its root. And so we're seeing problems all over the place. I just had a a gentleman on my podcast yesterday who was talking about going into a school board and he basically was uh, was escorted out because he read the Bible in a school board meeting and they felt that that was not appropriate. But the Bible teaches us very clearly that the nation who acknowledges God as the Lord is a nation that's blessed. And the farther we have gotten away from acknowledging uh, the blessings of liberty that come from God, this is what the founding fathers said, right, that our, we have certain inalienable rights, and among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and they come from our creator. They don't come from government. And as far as uh, over the, the years, as we have moved away from this conversation, and we've decided, no, the government gives us our rights, our rights come from government, uh, then we're going to find that we have less freedom. And as we have less freedom, we're going to see more and more attempts at control. And so I'm going to remind you that as we've moved away from embracing what God says is true. There are certain truths, right? There are natural laws. A natural law might be uh, the law of gravity, right? So I I said this uh, in uh, Michigan the other day when I was speaking, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. Like you could disagree with me. You could say, I don't believe in gravity. Well, gravity doesn't care if you believe in it or not. So if Heidi St. John decides I don't believe in gravity and I'm up on a stage as I was in front of uh, hundreds of people in Lansing, Michigan, and I decide I'm just going to walk right off the stage, well, who's going to win? Will gravity win or will Heidi St. John win? Well, gravity will win, right? Because that's a natural law. The law of male and female is a natural law. These are laws. These are, these are fundamental truths 
And as a nation, we have moved away from believing, uh, is uh, particularly in the public square, that there is such a thing as basic fundamental truth. And so we know that there are natural laws that govern the universe, that govern the natural world that we live in. And we're trying to break those, you know, all over the place right now. There are spiritual laws as well that govern the created world. The Bible teaches us that God created the world that we live in. And, and in his word, it says that the nation who, uh, who acknowledges God is going to be a nation that's blessed. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And as we move farther and farther away from uh, the, the founding uh, principles that made this nation a peaceful nation, a nation that has flourished and prospered, we are the most uh, blessed nation really on the face of the earth and the most free. And the Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we've moved away from the uh, the spirit of the Lord and of following what his word says is true, we're also noticing a loss of liberty. And so the conversation I think needs to start, especially in the church, with regard to how does how do we see the 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 battlefield that we find ourselves on? Well, the apostle Paul said uh, in Ephesians six that we don't wrestle against in flesh and blood enemy, but against principalities, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. In Peter, uh, the apostle Peter said that we have an adversary who prowls around like a roaring lion, literally seeking someone to devour. His main goal, according to the apostle John, is to kill and steal and destroy. And certainly that's what we're seeing play out in the culture right now. And as I said in my Facebook Live the other day, the church needs to be at the front of this discussion and not at the back of it. Because the, the same natural laws that govern the universe that bring us uh, something like gravity and protons and neutrons and uh, and atoms and the foundational building blocks for the natural world that we live in, uh, they're no less relevant and no less real than the spiritual laws. And so the church needs to be talking about this. And so what we're facing right now is a spiritual issue. We are living in a time in human history that Paul warned young Timothy about. He said, Timothy, a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching, but they will turn their ears to whatever their itching ears want to hear. That people will be lovers of self, that they would be rude and disrespectful, that they would be disobedient of their parents, that they would be lewd, that they would be uh, that they would be selfish. And this is certainly what we're seeing right now play out in the culture. This is what Paul warned Timothy was going to happen as people moved farther and farther away from the principles that God has laid out, these spiritual truths that uh, govern the spiritual uh, world. And we are in a crisis right now. I think about this young, this young person that's committed this heinous act against innocent children and teachers at an elementary school in Texas. And one can only begin to wonder what was his family life like? We have a country right now that largely in many, many places across the country, fathers have abandoned their children. In fatherless homes, we see the crime rates skyrocket, right? We see suicide and depression on the increase. We're talking now openly in this country about embracing whether or not uh, our human sexuality is fluid. Well, it's certainly not fluid, but because we've refused to acknowledge these basic truths, we end up living in a lie. And the only answer to a bold lie is bold truth. And so we've got to start telling the truth about what's going on in this na- in this nation. And I believe, and as I said this the other day, we we we've got to be in prayer. I mean, our hearts, all of our hearts, and I think this is true that our hearts should be broken 
over what's happening to our nation right now, particularly uh, as it relates to our schools and the impact of the shooting that this has happened, that, that is having on, uh, on the community, it's having on the people of this country. We're watching people yelling and screaming at each other again. And, uh, and we need to get back to what's really important. As I was talking uh, the other day, uh, and I, I'm fairly certain that I addressed this on Wednesday in another Facebook Live, I said, you cannot legislate the human heart. You cannot legislate the human heart. As someone who grew up in, uh, in an abusive home, I can tell you right now that it was, a, it was a standing joke. A restraining order is a standing joke to a woman who is being abused by her husband. Because if abuse is in the heart of that man, then he doesn't give a, a wit about a restraining order. The nature of a criminal is that they're a criminal. And so you can, you can pass laws, you can uh, institute uh, uh, boundaries, you can say this is going to be the consequence of this particular action. But if someone is bent on destroying another human being, whether it's emotionally or physically, then they don't then then it then the fact remains they actually don't care whether there's a law to prevent it or not if the law prevented that that human action then you wouldn't see it as soon as we passed a law everyone would go well i guess you know i i really wanted to steal today but because the law says i'm not supposed to i won't no you can't legislate the human heart and so it stands to reason that the answer to uh to addressing these school shootings, which sadly have become commonplace in the United States. I mean, I remember Columbine. That was really the first one that shook me to my core, thinking, wow, this guy, a Dylan Roof, can just walk into an elementary school or to a high school in this case and just start killing innocent people. But then we find out later how completely messed up this guy is. He had spiritual issues from sunup to sundown. And those are the things that should have been addressed. We've got mental health issues in this nation. We've, we are at a, at a spiritual crossroad. And right now is the time when we are going to be determining whether or not we will be a nation that addresses the problem at their root instead of trying to just pick the fruit. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you uh, what I think is uh, an apologetic, at least from a mother of seven, of why I believe that our teachers should have the option to carry weapons and to be armed in the schools. We'll be right back. So as we continue this conversation, and it's a painful one, right? Because we're, we're, we're literally talking about life and death. Uh, we're watching what's happening across the country, the discord continuing to uh, divide us. And to me, as I am kind of watching it play out and I'm watching, you know, it's, a, it's a one mindset versus another mindset. We've got to be honest about what's behind these shootings, right? And if it's in, if, if this young person has it in his heart to injure children and you decide, well, we're going to take uh, guns away. Guns are now illegal. He went into a gun-free zone already. So that's so we should just start there. He went into a gun-free zone, a place where he knew that guns were not allowed. Well, if I was uh, interested in inflicting harm on somebody, then I went and I went to a school and I knew that there was an armed guard there, that they had um, uh, that they had officers there that were there whenever the doors of that school were open, that the teachers had the right to conceal carry so they could defend themselves. I'd be a lot less likely, a lot less interested in going into that school and inflicting harm. But the liberal conversation in this nation, the far left in this nation that would love to see us sitting ducks like the citizens of Australia don't seem to understand that. Rob Reiner 
who is was at least one of my favorite directors. He's directed some amazing movies over his career. And now he considers himself to be a philosopher and a purveyor of truth. This is what he said on his Twitter uh, on the 24th of May. So right after this tragedy, he said, the blood of every child that dies of gun violence in this country is on the hands of the Republican Party. I'm going to say that again so you guys can understand how absurd this is. The blood of every child that dies of gun violence in this country is on the hands of the Republican Party. So how about, so so it's not on the hands of criminals anymore. It's not on the hands of people that break the law. It's on the hands of the Republican Party who's refused to say that we want to be disarmed and defenseless. This is the most bizarre thing. The same Democrats that scream, by the way, about gun violence are letting legacy criminals out of jail right now or keeping them out with these no bail laws, something that we're dealing with on the regular here in Washington state. Remember I told you guys, uh, quite a few months ago, I went on a ride along with a with a police officer. There was a guy in front of us doing seventy miles an hour in a twenty five mile an hour zone, and I'm in the in the car with this police officer. He pulls him over. This guy has an open bottle of alcohol in his car. He's got um, uh, all manner of unpaid speeding tickets and all kinds of things. And the the police officer wrote him yet another ticket, which he will not pay, and let him go. And I was like, why would you let that guy go? Clearly, he's drinking and driving, all these things. He said, I can't, there's nothing I can do because we have a no bail policy. So I can send him down there and all they're going to do is just put him right back out onto the street again. This is the same party that wants to strip law-abiding citizens of their ability to defend themselves, right? And these guys, what do criminals do for a living, you guys? What do they do? What does a criminal do for a living? Well, they commit crimes. That's the nature of being a criminal. And frequently, they do it with guns. And as a law-abiding citizen, I want a gun to defend myself. So how about that we lock up criminals instead of taking away the rights of a law-abiding citizens to defend themselves against a criminal should they encounter one, right? But oh no, because of equality, because equity, right? Political correctness is what's getting people killed in this country. And the far left in this country and the Democrats uh, they, they're the ones who are behind this crime tsunami that we see sweeping the country. We just heard the other day, the far left's response to the possibility that Roe v. Wade might be overturned. What was their response? They promised, and I quote, to be ungovernable this summer. And somehow that's okay. We heard not a peep from the Biden administration when rioters were outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. Not a peep. So when the, when, the, when the lawlessness suits them, they don't care. And it's insane to me. No sane person, no person in their right mind is going to give up their weapons. That would leave, the, that would leave American citizens uh, defenseless, vulnerable to people who are armed. Do you really think that the criminals are going to go, oh, look, they've passed, they've passed a law and now we can't have a weapon anymore. I guess we'll have to turn that in. No, they're going to keep their weapons and law-abiding citizens will turn them in. And now we've got a population that is completely unarmed and vulnerable to criminal activity and an increasingly tyrannical government, by the way. We should throw that in, which is exactly what the founding fathers were warning us about. They said that in the Second Amendment that the right to keep and bear arms of American citizens should not be infringed. Why? Because they came from a tyrannical government. They were less concerned at that point about uh, self-defense and they were more concerned about the possibility of the government overreaching its jurisdiction and becoming tyrannical. We can certainly see that on the horizon. We've watched that happen now. With a, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, from where I'm sitting, from a fit with a fair amount of disgust, 
that we've allowed it to get this this way in the in the first place. And I'm not going to camp on it today. It's one of the reasons I'm running for Congress. But the federal government is wildly outside outside of its jurisdiction, just out of control. Australia went completely insane when they responded to COVID-19. Even though this country enjoys a 99.9% survival rate of known cases, the citizens of Australia who are unarmed because of one incident that happened in the 80s there, they endured some of the harshest lockdowns outside of communist China. Remember, they gave up their guns after a mass shooting in 1996. I was thinking it was in the 80s, but it was in 1996. How many people died in that mass shooting? 35 people. And for a mass shooting that killed 35 people, the entire nation of Australia is now a sitting duck. I'm going to link to an article that I found on PJ Media, which is amazing. They were reminding parents uh, and citizens of this country what's going on in Australia. And there's a video that uh, was taken on January 3rd of 2022, and it went it, it made the rounds on the internet, and I talked about it here at the show when it happened. But it's a video of cops in Melbourne checking to see if someone's coffee is full enough to justify them having their mask down. It was never about COVID. It was about control. And these citizens are absolutely defenseless against this kind of insanity. It's insane. Here's a fact for you. New York City Mayor Eric Adams claims he is dedicated to getting guns off his city streets, but the left-leaning community leaders are against it because woke. They preferred, quote, properly funded community groups tackle the surge of shootings. Well, good luck with that. Properly funded community groups tackling the surge of shootings. Crazy. You're hearing the Democrats say that they want to bring back the assault rifle ban from the 90s. And Democrats, you know, they're they're talking about 1994 when there was an assault weapons ban. So the so-called ban, by the way, didn't stop the sale of even one firearm. All it did was regulate how many options or bells and whistles a semi-automatic weapon could have. Pistol grips, telescoping stocks, et cetera, right? And if the liberals think that building a ghost gun is easy, wait until they see how simple it is to modify an AR. This This is their talking point, right? So again, I love this article uh, at PJ Media, basically just debunking all these talking points from the left that want to take your weapons again. So here's what they say. When you correctly state that there is no such thing as an assault rifle, your sister-in-law's vegan boy club will likely say that the AR in AR-15 means assault rifle. It does not. The AR means Armalite rifle. The Armalite rifle, the Armalite rifle company developed the weapon in the 1950s. And that is where the AR comes from. It doesn't mean assault rifle. It's the Armlight Company, or sorry, the Armalite Company. Uh, and that's their that was their, their logo, their slogan. So now they're gonna say, well, okay, well you can you can keep your handguns uh and your uh and your shotguns and your hunting rifle, but we want you to give up your AR-15 because I think it's an assault rifle, right? Why? Fewer people are killed by all rifles combined these so-called scary semi-automatic weapons, bolt action, et cetera, than many other weapons. More people are beaten and or kicked to death than they are killed by rifles. And yet we're going to use a national tragedy like the one that we're facing right now to make sure that the United States citizens are unable to defend themselves. This is wrong. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end today with where I started, which is just to say, this is not an issue of whether or not taking away guns is going to eliminate 
the suffering that we are seeing at the hands of these deranged individuals. What would happen if we started talking about the issues that are destroying our families? What if we started talking about the value of human life? The far left in this country and the Democrats, they don't care. They they would rip an eight-month baby inside of its mother's room from limb to limb, poison it to death, stick a needle in its heart to stop its heart, and then dismember the child before removing it from the womb. But yet they want you to know how religiously sure they are that you should not be able to own a weapon. Men and women, you cannot legislate the human heart. The answers that we need in this country will never be found in stripping the rights of law-abiding citizens from being able to defend themselves. We got to start having hard conversations in this country, and that's really what the problem is. We don't want to have the hard conversations. We don't want to. We don't want to discuss the why. Why does this continue to happen? It's not because of guns. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And so if we want to start talking about where healing can happen, we've got to get to the root of the problem. The root problem is sin. We do not value human life in this country. And I find it laughable that the far left would now suddenly care about these children when they didn't care about the children. Over 60 million of them have been murdered in what should be the safest place in the world for them, which is the womb of their mother. I'll link back to it in the show notes today, a video of an unborn baby. Her, uh, his mother had to have surgery. And so they took the baby out with the, with the sack still intact, right? So they laid this baby, this little, it looked like about a 28-weeker on his mother's abdomen. You could see him kicking and moving this amazing window into what happens inside the womb. That's been seen millions and millions of times. And yet in this country, we have open discussions about infanticide, killing babies in California after their uh, if they're less than 28 days old, the lawmakers in California want you to know that you can leave that baby in an open window and it could starve and freeze to death and that would be okay because that's your choice. And so don't you, don't you dare tell me that taking away guns from law-abiding citizens and citizens who want to defend their families is the solution to the sin that this nation is literally drowning in. That's not the solution. It never has been and it never will be. We've got to start talking about what the real issue is. Again, as I said on my Facebook Live the other day, this is not a this issue, right? This is not a a horizontal issue. This is a vertical issue. This is a sin issue. And these issues need to be addressed and they need to be talked about. And that's when we'll be able to find healing. The Bible says that uh, that when we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In Chronicles, we read that the nation that comes before the Lord and confesses its sin, God said, if you'll do that, I'll hear from heaven and forgive your sin and heal your land. And we need healing in this land. And in order for that to happen, we're gonna have to get on our knees as a nation before the Lord. And this starts with the church. We need to be at the front of these things and not at the back of them. I know these are hard topics. I appreciate you guys uh, calling in and talking to me about them. If you've got comments on this, I'd love to hear from you. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Again, I I answer those questions on Mondays here at the show. You can also leave me your off the bench stories. If you're interested uh, in coming on the show for a segment and talking about how you've gotten off the bench and onto the battlefield, I would love to have you. We're gonna start bringing guests on the show just to talk about what life is like in your neck of the woods and how God is using you to bring positive change and to bring hope into the communities that you live in. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate you visiting our sponsors and supporting this podcast. I hope you have a great weekend. Love your families well, you guys. Love what matters. Love your families well and follow the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. I'll see you back here again on Monday. 